Hello again, and welcome to another episode of A Thousand and One by One, where each week we take a film out of the book, A Thousand and One Movies You Must See Before You Die, discuss it, analyze it, and ultimately decide whether or not it should be in the book. My name is Adam St. John. My name is Britt Reinhold Hobson. I'm Joey Rogate, and tonight we're heading to spend some time with some artists trying to balance passion and relationships in a dreamy version of LA where their decisions matter. But before we get there, please make sure you are following us on social media. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at 1001 by one So please come interact, tell us what you think, tell us what you like, what you don't like, and yeah, that's, just make sure you're following us. Um, and before we get into the movie, we always like to do recommends here. So, um, Britt, what's your recommend? So I um, went through a couple because I was I, I was thinking about what I'd like to recommend with this. Uh, first one I thought was musical. Obviously, we're doing a musical. Why not? The other option was something about L.A., which we are talking about multiple times throughout this season. Holy we just shit. So much LA. love L.A., apparently. <laughs> um, and the next one was uh, I considered, you know, like the starlet. The mm, let me try that again. <laughs> the the starlet, you know, like somebody who goes to L.A. to try to find their passion, right, or or realize their dreams. So I ended up going with n- number three. And as much as I wanted to do Mulholland Drive, we've already talked about that a million times. So you know, I think I'll leave that. So I went another creepy route because this is me, and I'm gonna um I'm gonna recommend Starry Eyes uh today. It's a 2014 film directed by Kevin Kolsch and Dennis uh, Widmeyer. And Starry Eyes follows a woman named Sarah Walker, who is an aspiring but unsuccessful actress navigating the murky underworld of Hollywood. She's surrounded by unsupportive friends and fear of failure. And throughout this film, she needs to consider how much she is willing to sacrifice in order to find fame. It's a very daring, disturbing movie, and it's full of regrets. Watching Sarah spiral out of control is both heartbreaking and terrifying. There's a lot of uh, content warnings for this movie. So please, if you are a person, basically look it up. It, it deals with a lot of a lot of very uncomfortable situations. Gore, assault, maggots. It's probably in there. This is a horror movie. Big surprise. This is me we're talking about. It also stars um, Alex Esso, who's now kind of a regular from uh, Mike Flanagan. And she's freaking great in this movie. So if you want to watch a really weird horror movie from 2014 about a starlet, then go go watch Starry Eyes. All right. I, I don't know that. I, I have no, I don't think I, I've ever even heard I've of it. I've never heard of this movie. Yeah. yeah. I think it's on Pluto right now. Um, I Big surprise. I watched this with my good friend Katie. Uh, me and my bestie watched it. And we both loved almost every every part of it. I will say I don't think it sticks to the landing, unfortunately. But that build up to it is so good. I, I really enjoyed Starry Eyes. I actually suggested this to my sister in October. She only watches horror movies in October. She really enjoyed it. And I was shocked by that. So... Cool. Even if you don't like horror, you might enjoy this one. All right. I'll add it to the list. Cool. Starry eyes. All right. Um, Adam, what is your recommendation? 
So I like Brittany also had some some similar like ooh piles of things and how can I how can I get things and uh, one uh, another avenue I almost went down were, was best picture nominees from this ooh, year fair um, of which of course I had all these great plans to watch a shitload of them and I think I watched three um, but hey that's that's better than nothing. still a great amount. Um, <laughs> But instead, I, you know, because it's that time of the year, at least as we're recording, where I'm trying to catch up on Oscar movies, I was already planning to watch Babylon, which I did, keeping it with Chazelle. And so uh, my recommend is a first watch, uh, and it is uh, Chazelle's third film, First Man. Oh. Which went totally by me uh, that year, the year that it was, it came out. Um, and one visual effects, it was up for a bunch of below the line um, awards. So I didn't really know what to expect other than knowing that it was about Neil Armstrong and the, the first trip to the moon. And, you know, what I didn't know was how, how personal of a story it was really going to be, really kind of following, um, not really a spoiler, uh, but, you know, early on in the film, he, he loses his daughter very young. She has some kind of a, a brain tumor, and um, that's how the movie opens. It's sort of like, and then basically... When he gets into NASA and he's sort of with the uh, the the Gemini series that he basically it's like it's all sort of this trying to keep his mind busy so he doesn't have to think about this loss but still trying to have a family and Claire Foy plays his wife. Um, great. I mean, just a who's who of supporting characters who work at NASA. I mean, I don't have enough time to list through them all, but there are a lot um, and everybody is on point. And I love the way. I mean, I've never, this is going to sound so silly, I've never actually thought about what it felt like to be the first person to go up and to be on the moon. And yeah. there's some great like POV shots of him and what he's thinking and what he could be doing. And I, I got to say, for me, the ending, not the actual end, but kind of what they build to when he, when he actually gets on the moon, just it, it leveled me. I, I actually cried uh, a substantial amount in this movie, which I didn't think was going to happen. Uh, but father-daughter stories just just get to me. Um, and it's just it's just shot beautifully so i'm keeping it chazelle and i'm i'm recommending first man i actually watched this for the first time ever today hey yeah i really want to watch it but i'm scared of space so i i have a hard time watching some space movies like aliens that's fine but yeah it's 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 so much about too like the complications of of everything working like it's 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 i mean it's it's scary it's tough i mean it's it was a uh, there's a there's one scene in particular one of the early Apollo missions that obviously doesn't doesn't go right and it's kind of it's gripping how it it happens it's just like whoa um, that that caught me off guard when it happened too uh, so yeah you know as as movies go I, I I really dug it really dug it yeah I'm a big fan I, I for some reason I mean I really like Chazelle I've seen the movie we're talking about today and in, in Norden an amount of times and for some reason this one completely missed me and. I realized today, I was like, no, I have to have this. And I loved it way more than I expected to. I thought, you know, I was like, all right, Damien Chazelle without some big music thing. Like, all right. Like, I love Whiplash so much and I love La La Land so much. So, but yeah, I think it's great. I'm going to recommend it to a lot of people now. Um, so my recommend, which I thought you were going to go, is Damien Chazelle's newest movie, Babylon. I know that this movie... <laughs> Is, is one of extremes to people's reaction to it. And that makes me like it even more. Um, and makes me want to recommend it. Because I love this movie. It's so absurdly excessive. And the first hour is fantastic. I love the score so much. I love... It really got me. As 
too long as it is, I, I it kept me inter- interested and uh, I loved the ending so much. Um, so I'm recommending Babylon. Adam, you oh, saw it, right? Babylon. Uh, I, I did. I don't know if it'll come up. Well, I'm sure it'll come up in some way later. We're talking about Chazelle. I will say that the ending, uh, if you're talking about the montage. Yeah. Is, yeah, I didn't. I didn't care for that. But other than that, uh, I, I I really dug it. Um, I, I have. Here's the thing. I have other thoughts, but they're gonna. I'm. They're gonna relate back to La La Land right. and Chazelle at large. So I will keep. But but I will. I I wholeheartedly support the recommendation. I also. I I would recommend it as well. Um, it is, it is, controlled chaos. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's so excessive, and I think that just let because it's just so chaotic. The length bothers me less because I just feel like it fits in the entire thing. It just fits with everything they're going for. And some of, um, you know, some of the first scenes with sound, I, I just, it really got me. I was hooked in the entire thing. Oh, I got to say, the 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 repetitive, like, I, you, the length didn't, like, Melissa and I watched it, and we only had to pause it a couple times because of our kids. It wasn't out of, like, oh, we need a break, right. we need to stop. It was just, like, you know, oh, Mom, what are you guys doing down there? We're like, Come, just, just leave us alone. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go to the store. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that sequence of of trying to shoot that 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 first sound thing is incredible. It's incredible. It's I could have watched that longer. It was f- so good, and I like I couldn't breathe with them. It was, it was yeah, super it was effective movie making. I can't wait to see it. I meant to watch it before this, but you know, life. Yeah, I mean it's you know there's, like a, there's a lot of things yeah so I get it, but all right good recommends Starry Eyes First Man and Babylon I'll definitely be adding Starry Eyes to my list because I somehow never heard of it yeah, for I sure. think you dig it yeah I'm into I it. definitely do you we have very similar tastes especially when it comes to horror movies so I'd be interested yeah yeah no I'll, I'll, I'll report back I'll report back for sure. Please do, please do. I I will be waiting. I will want notes. I I would like an entire essay, please. Okay, that's fine. I'll write a nice thesis statement on it. I'm not a good writer. Perfect. I don't know that I understand okay. commas yet. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I can't wait to decipher this one. It's okay. I don't understand lists and just leave them out of episodes. So <laughs> fair enough. Well, today we're talking about 2016's La La Land, directed by Damien Chazelle, written by Damien Chazelle. Starring Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, Rosemary DeWitt, J.K. Simmons, and John Legend. And a whole lot of really talented people who's just, everybody was so good. Justin Horowitz is the composer, and Linus Stangren is the director of photography. Yes, we get to talk about La La Land. IMD, IMDB Top 250. What do you guys think? I didn't see it. I... I, I... I, I I looked it up, so I don't want to guess. Yeah, so it's not because, you know, this really is just another um, bull in the chamber of how awful the IMDb voters are. But no, it is not. <laughs> so awards, so there's a lot of awards. So I kind of, I focused on um, the Oscars and the Golden Globes. So Oscars, uh, 14 Oscars nominated for, tied for all time with All About Eve and Titanic. Fortunately, the only one of them to not win Best Movie, but it was, it was um, thanks to Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, it was announced as Best Picture winner, 
and an all-time botch. Well, you know, that would be a very stressful situation if you're on stage with the wrong envelope. Like I, I rewatched that on Monday, and I got to say, it's it's one of the best Oscar moments ever. It's just Fair. chef's kiss. It's amazing. It's such an amazing thing that actually happened where nobody got slapped, right? I mean, like a really great Oscar moment where everybody walks away unscathed physically like, un- yeah, right. exactly. yeah physically yeah. unscathed and just very uncomfortable like everyone just felt a little weird for a bit and that's great <laughs> didn't ryan gosling just start laughing like he just like i think that everybody was just so uncomfortable with the whole situation it's it's that's a story that's going to be told forever as long as the oscars are a yeah. thing that's going yes. to be part of its lore good bad or otherwise so you know i think it's good to be part of that moment um but of the 14, it won Best Director, Best Actress, Emma Stone, Best Cinematography, Best Original Score, Best Original Song, City of Stars, and Best Production Design. It was nominated for, but did not win, Best Picture, Best Actor, Ryan Gosling, Best Original Screenplay, Best Film Editing, Best Costume Design, a second nomination for Best Original Score, um, Audition, Best Sound Editing, and Best Sound Mixing. It won seven Golden Globes, which um, is a record for wins. The old record was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, another favorite. Um, best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy, Best Director, Best Actor, Musical or Comedy, Best Actress, Musical or Comedy, Best Screenplay, Best Original Score, Best Original Song, City of Stars. There's a lot of awards here. Um, so, so many awards. So it was a good, you know, good reaction for this movie in 2016. Um, so, Britt, we know your answer. You're not fond of lists. Oh God, no! I left it out on purpose, right? No, no, I'm I'm not a fan of lists. If I have to put them together, you know, I think the real who framed Roger Rabbit, it was Brit. It was me. It was Brit me. Did it? Yep. I did it. We know the answer. Oops, my bad. <laughs> Adam, how are you on lists? You know, I gotta say, uh, the more that I'm in academia and the more shit that gets leveled on me, uh, lists. Get me through the day. I love them. I wow. need them. Yep. They're, it's I like thought, life support now. I thought you were coming to the dark side, but apparently, whoa. I'm just no. No, he's, holding he's down more, the over here. He's digging his feet in even better. <laughs> yeah, he's refusing. I'm pouring cement as we speak. Beautiful <laughs> thing. Um, so before we get to the list I have, unofficially, this list, this, this movie or the soundtrack has made one list every year since it came out. And that is my Spotify top five playlist when it comes out at the end of the year. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, mine are just anime soundtracks. But oh. and that is a fact. I am not lying. I was listening to it with my son. I've always listened to it with him. Um, the only two constants from that list forever are Weezer and the La La Land soundtrack. <laughs> that is all facts. But I have an oh, earnest Weezer, list. Weezer, that brings me back. Like to my high school days. Brings me back to this afternoon. Um, <laughs> come on. So I was looking for there's lists, um, a lot of different things, and what I found was a collider list from May 2021, the top ten best Emma Stone movies. Oh. Love Emma Stone. Me too. So that you know, I had a couple lists going that I was looking at, but this is I don't know. This is where it just felt right going. Um, Number 10, The Help. Number 9, The Amazing Spider-Man. Number 8. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. This, I'm already, I gotta tell you, I'm already anti this list. I'm anti it. 
The Amazing Spider-Man? Excuse me? And she's like, I mean, I, I, I don't know what kind of list this is. She's like the sixth best performance in The Help. Like, and that movie's terrible anyway. So I don't like sorry. that movie. Okay. All right. All right. But it's All right. number 10. <laughs> All right. All right. Number eight. Adam's ready. I know. This, I love uh, it. For this episode. I can't wait. A lot of coffee. This is going to be divisive. I already know it. <laughs> uh, number eight, Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan Gosling. Number seven, Zombieland. Number six, Super Bad. Number five, Easy A. Number four, Battle of the Sexes. Number three, The Favorite. Hold on, before you, uh, I Battle of the Sexes. I was that. Anybody see Battle of the Sexes? I didn't. I did not. I, I her, and like Steve, her and Steve. Her and Steve Carell. I figured it was something I planned on it, but it just never came into like my okay, purview again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I agree, I, and that's why I'm also. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised to hear it's so high. So that's that's why I, that's why I would have just kind of see if either of you two had seen yeah. it. Yeah, if I, if it I don't have any. If it came across my mind again i would and like i thought about today i was like i don't know how i never saw this it just it doesn't exist in anywhere i feel like yeah number two birdman and number one la la land yeah interesting list the favorite should be higher but that's also i just love the favorite i mean yeah that's real that's good it's such a good every one day we'll talk about the favorite i can't wait yes oh yeah have to have to have to have to oh god one day that's not today. Today. No, it's not. We're talking about La La Land. You know, I like when movies start off kind of letting you know things are going to be a certain way. And starting us off with people in traffic daydreaming, turning into a huge song and dance on the freeway of a kind of shared daydream in terribly hot traffic really lets you know with this that, you know, it's not grounded. And, you you know, it's just going to be fun. So I was really happy with where they started. Um, so that's where I figured we'd start at the beginning. At the beginning. It's a, it's a very good place to start. Yeah, you know, it, it just looked hot. Um, but I, I, I love that song. I know, I remember they, they, they like recreated it on the Oscars. And it was less, less impressive, but it works. Well, I was watching a um I was watching a, a a you know like a video with Mandy Moore, the choreographer who is amazing. I love Mandy Moore's choreography. It's beautiful. She just she has a way of just telling such an incredible story. And she was talking about how there were many happy accidents that happened during that um when they were actually on the freeway doing it. They only had what like 2 days to do it and there happened to be a heat wave going on. Like 109 so degrees. Yeah, yeah, these stunt people and dancers because, you know, like the people doing flips off cars were the stunt people and then the people on the cars dancing were the dancers. Uh, The fact that they could get through that, the fact that they all had like four separate outfits that they could change into so they weren't too sweaty, it's astounding to me what they did. That opening number for me, because I got to be honest, I went into this movie very, very negative Assuming I would not like it because I am a musical theater person that doesn't like a ton of musicals and I especially don't like modern musicals very much. Um, and I think it's just because I'm, I was too close to it uh, for far too long of my like far too many years. I I watched this opening and I was so pleased. I was like, this is magic. I'm 
totally fine with everything right now. I love it. And I can see Adam's shaking his head. And I can't wait for this to be another lighthouse where we're just kind of on the opposite side of Adam. (laughs) So I've seen this a couple times before. Obviously, I saw it leading up to the Oscars that year. And then I watched it again, probably about six months after, because I was very anti-La La Land. And a lot of that came from other films that year that I liked more. Um, and so, so I, you know, I went in going, okay, let's, let's try to be, let's try to be open about this. And there are obviously lots of, there are lots of things that I do like about this movie. I, I like the opening number. And, and, and I, the one thing I'll say across the board is that this movie is, is very well made, Yes. but I also feel like not all of the pieces connect together. I, the opening number, I think, doesn't it doesn't honestly it doesn't really pull me into the world. It doesn't actually get me into the world of of these characters. Um, and I and I it I gotta say like, the Joey, what you said earlier about it being like not grounded. For me, it's the grounded items that work the best in this movie. That's what actually keeps me pulled through. And when we get, we can go like, we'll go by numbers that happen later uh, throughout the movie. Um, to me, there was only one good musical number in the entire movie. How dare so, you? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Dare there you. it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe cast somebody who can sing. That would be my, uh, you know, I yeah, I'm okay with it too, but we can get there. We can get there. Okay. Yeah. I don't need them to be at good singers. Point. I just need to them to be charismatic and they are both really good at that. Um, but I, you know, I like that it's grounded, that it's not grounded. <laughs> yeah, I thought so the whole Adam, time. Your facial expressions are like mine usually are. This is incredible to me. I, I, just, I love I every got, second of it. Okay, uh, hot take one. Ryan Gosling is not that great in this movie. He's just not. And, you know, and like, I can't, I like, I like accept no substitutions on this. Like, I, I and I, so uh, I, 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 wanted, I didn't want to come out so hot with this early on. So <laughs> no, it's all good. Do um, it. I'm so Brit. You're an actress. I'm an actor. Uh, and and I I love part of what I love about acting is that when each new show you get, you become like a little mini expert in something. So if the show happens to be about blank, you learn a little bit about blank, and maybe you're asked to actually do something on stage. Like I had to learn a lasso in a show, and thus now I know how to lasso. I just that's something I know how to do now. Cool thing. Amazing. Right? Put that on your resume. So, it is. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. So, so like, so Ryan Gosling learning to play the piano for this movie is awesome. That's great. I, that's really impressive. Quite a feat. Yeah, I'm. And I'm not knocking that at all. But it, like, it doesn't necessarily make him a better actor because he he did it right. I I think his dancing is okay. He's looking down way too much, uh, and his singing voice, t- like City of Stars wins best song and i'm like why is it because of how he sang it because he's like it's It's like come on that is not charismatic i don't know what he's going for but it's not gene kelly it's not i I don't know he's going for ryan gosling for right wrong or which doesn't which 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 really it hits we're gonna talk about a ryan gosling movie later in the season that does work for me this is not one of them i will say off that he's not my favorite part of this movie um i think that emma stone absolutely like that's first takeaway i love emma stone in this film and i think that she carries this movie i i find ryan gosling's character 
his acting is a little too much at times that I don't believe him, whereas I always believe where Emma Stone is at. I always believe where Mia's coming from. That being said, I think they have incredible chemistry, so it works for me. I, and, and, I, I find them so believable together. It's the moments where he's by himself that I don't believe him. It's when he's like with his sister that I think he struggles the most. I think he's good with her. I think Sebastian and Mia together is good. Um, other people, I, I feel like he's a little bit off. But yeah, I, I like Ryan Gosling. He works for me in this. Do I think this is near his best performance? No, absolutely not. But I really like him in this. And I, you know what? I think learning how to does not make him a better actor. I agree. But learning to play the piano that well is super impressive. And yes. not being a great singer and going and singing a song, I wouldn't do that. So I give him a lot of credit for doing that. Again, doesn't make him a better actor, but I do respect the... I don't know the word for it, but I respect the approach to it. Just going out there, not doing it. Because the whole thing really did work for me with him. But I, I understand because... I like Ryan Gosling, but yeah, no, this isn't. I don't think this is his best work. I, I like him in this, during, though. Um, during, I do like him in this, but during the sunset hour, um, which is beautiful. I love that shot when they're doing the tap dance. I got really excited, and I was like, oh, my God, I want to get my tap shoes out now. I haven't tapped in, like, 10 years. Um, but when he's doing his barrel rolls, I started cackling, and I went, oh, those are some bad barrel rolls. But also... This movie is like a, a movie about nostalgia and a movie about old Hollywood films. And I kind of thought about it the, the way that I got through like the fact because I am I am a trained singer. I, I have studied classical music. I, I can sing fairly well if I if I do say so myself. And I do say that myself because I've been singing for many, many years. Uh, call me a bitch. I don't care. And um and I, I the way how I got through this movie with with singing voices was um, oh they are imagining themselves in a musical at, purely as themselves and that is fine with me so I didn't think of it as this is for my benefit I thought of it as this is their story and for their benefit and and they're not enhancing their vocals and I thought that was really nice and that's kind of how I got through some of those shaky moments where I was like was was that the best we could do on that that note okay we're gonna go with it yeah i don't know as someone who has no acting singing or dancing i like the fact that they couldn't sit like they weren't great singers because it was just people trying to kind of find their way through things and i do i don't know maybe i'm just saying this because i'm an apologist for this movie admittedly but if they were like fantastic singers i don't know that i would have been full as into it as i was well, and don't get, don't get me wrong. I don't want this to be Les Mis, right? Sure. I don't want no. this no, no, to no, be I know, I know, I know people belting and, and stuff. But it's just, and and I actually, I have nothing against Emma Stone's scene in the movie, and oh, we'll we'll get lovely. to we'll get we'll get to her um her her big monologue song. Um, but like, there's something about her the song um the song with Ryan Gosling and the song with all of her her roommates. I just feel like I, whether it, because she's on a film set or, or the way that they did it, I just didn't. She wasn't given the opportunity to really sing. And now maybe that's an intentional choice so that by the time we get to um, uh, audition. The audition song, she can really just like let it out. And it, it is a really great cathartic moment. But I feel like in, in a way, the movie is doing a disservice to what she could do by not allowing her. It. it you know, I'm not the biggest musical theater head, but I love musical theater and. I think part of my thing was is this is this a is this a musical or is this an homage to musicals because part of me thought it tried to be too much of an homage to musicals rather than just being its own kind of its own entity. 
that's I think that's a totally valid criticism of the film. I think it's it's very difficult to find that line because I think it's what only like 60 percent of the movie is a musical. And most of that happens within the first, what, 45 to 50 minutes of the film. So it's it's difficult to tell. Is this a musical or or not in those moments? It I didn't expect it to work for me, but it actually worked so well for me. Um, to the point where I was not prepared for my emotional response to this film. And when she's walking with Sebastian on the lot after he's found her in her coffee shop and they're talking about, I don't know, she's she's talking about old Hollywood and, and her, her reason for being here, I immediately started sobbing to the point where my husband had to stop the movie and was like, are, are you OK? And I was like, we need to keep going. But I already can tell that this is going to wreck me. And it it did. And, and, and like that that scene, which pretty much leads into him explaining why he loves jazz, like those like the courting, the like the early parts of their relationship it's it's so good and and like yeah Joey you're totally right their chemistry together it's it's really great like they just and you know third time's a charm I mean right. I mean they yeah. they just really they work well together Smart. even in shit like Gangster Squad um, it's a bad movie it's uh oh, I, that movie. I, it's just it's just I don't know it, it's so watching them together is is great they are they are very very good together and one of my favorite quotes of the movie is from Mia she says people love what other people are passionate about and those scenes in the movie lot and then into the first scene in the um the lighthouse they're so good because it's just you know it's different approaches to caring so deeply about something. Hers comes from her aunt, yeah. right? Like that's the windowsill where this happened. This is where this, watching the movie, watching all day with, you know, the classical movies with her hand into, which, you know, I liked her. She's just like, listen, let's just get this out of the way. I don't like jazz. And then into the whole really cool jazz scene of him explaining, because it's, it's the history of it. Like you, you, right. It's paying respect and, you know, homage to the past, but it's also, you know, these two people have such, it's not just a shallow liking of something or just wanting to be famous. It, it, there's more to it, and that's it's such good character building. Can, can I ask what a barrel roll is? <laughs> it's that. So when when Ryan Gosling does his like, he almost like he's like he's spinning in the scene with um with with Mia yeah. when yeah. they're doing the tap thing. He like does those kind of leaping circles. It's it's where you're um going. You're doing a a turn with your back mostly to the audience um and you have both your feet off at the same time and they're in like a it's almost as if you're straddling a barrel as you go around and you need to keep your feet like kind of like if your feet come off they come off and go back down in the same in in okay i i know which i know which move you're talking about and i'll tell you who has a worse barrel roll me holding my son doing it in the kitchen <laughs> he laughs hysterically, so I go all in. But yes, Ryan Gosling has a better barrel roll. It actually, you know what? I'm gonna need a video because it might be better than Ryan's. Like, <laughs> let's be real. It's with a barrel roll, you've really got to put yourself into it, and I it, and it, it's not an easy <clears throat> dance move to do. To be perfectly honest, as a person who has has done them before, usually not those type. I do the the partner version of it, which is so boring. It's just like one, it's just like a, a turn. It's really dumb. But uh, but a barrel roll's not the, it looks incredible. It looks easy, but it's not because of the placement of the legs and how, you know, like 
how you have to put them down. Yeah, anyways. Stupid dance shit that I don't need to get into. No, no, I asked because, I, you know, you said, no, and Adam reacted. I was like, oh, I have no idea what that is. It's because Adam's <laughs> in theater. Yeah, no, it makes sense. He likes sense. musicals. Yeah, hey, I'm just a fucking dork. Hey, That's no, what it is. Listen, it's I okay, mean, me too, Adam. Guys, it's... I, I was just curious. This is one thing I was thinking about. I'm not, you know, I've, I've watched this movie a lot. I've watched... <laughs> numbers don't matter. But one thing I was thinking of in one of my recent watches... So they're clearly, you know, it's 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 about the relationship growing. They're not supposed. They're not great singers or dancers, or whatever. They're talented people, but do you think that they there's? Because this is something you guys can answer better than I can. So it's something that I think, but I have no perspective on it, right? Do you think that they get better with the singing and dancing as their relationship gets stronger? Because it seems to be I, less that, chaotic from that, that first scene where they're fucking up barrel rolls. When they're singing together, City of whatever, you know, that seems the most professional. I don't, I don't know if that's the right word, but it seems that like at, the courting is more up and down to me. There's less going on in that scene, so they're they're just allowed to act. Um, and and I did listen to an interview where they had a whole different shot planned for that, and it just was not working. So they had to put it on a steady cam and just use the actors instead of doing like this whole sweeping shot around of it. And in that specific shot where they sing City of Stars together, which is just so beautiful and lovely and such a nice moment before everything falls apart, um, that... It, it, they, they're allowed to to act together. And I think that's where Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are the strongest in this film is when they get the opportunity to let me and Sebastian be together and grow together. And that's what makes that song so beautiful. Her walking in and realizing like, oh, this is our song. This is the melody that ha- defines this relationship. And I think it's really strong and really lovely. And they don't have to do any of the fancy footwork. They don't have to try to dance in addition to singing because that is a really difficult skill to learn. Let me tell you, as a person who has spent basically her entire life doing musical theater, that is what I primarily did for many, many years. I wanted to be a straight actor, but I always got that. Oh, you're just you elevate the ensemble, which is the death of any actor that gets that note. Like, let's be real. There's a reason why I don't do theater anymore. But um, as a person who did a lot of a lot of dancing and singing at the same time, it's a it's a skill that is difficult to learn. And and you just have to push through it sometimes. And um, it's it's hard to learn. And and I don't, if you did not grow up doing that, it's it's difficult to to figure out how to have that lung capacity and how to m- make it look easy when it's it's not. You walk off stage sometimes and you want to vomit because you are so exhausted by what you just did. So I think that they, they, they had, in the later scenes, they had the nice like, hey, we don't have to sing and dance at the same time. We can just do one or the other. Well, and it's funny because the after the first two numbers, after um, whatever the I, I'm, I'm here's the thing. Listen, I don't fucking know the names of the songs. I didn't really care to learn them. So we've got the opening freeway <laughs> number, and then we have the number where they're going to the party, right? And they're big Another chaotic day the sun ensemble. And the crowd. There it is, <laughs> Mister Mister Spotify. Yeah, I mean, there you go. That's there you go. 
Um, but then after after that, they're really they're not these big. I mean, yes, there is there is dancing, um, but not the, big. The, 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 yeah. the, we get yeah. two dream ballets in this. Two dream ballets. It's incredible. Sorry, it's, it's too too many. But um, so when Excuse we get to me. nah nah um. But when we get to that moment where you're talking about where they're side by side on the piano and it's more intimate and it's more about the two of them, I mean, it, it's Brittany bringing up musicals. Like, my favorite kind of a musical isn't the big spectacle ones. I love, like, I love Company and I love Last Five Years and I love Next Door. I, like, I really like musicals that are more story driven and it's not so much the dancing part of it. And so I think this movie, it, it, I, there are moments where I think it was trying to go for it. Um, but it, it there was a lot of clashing vibes to me throughout throughout the movie, which made me. I think that's why I, I definitely have some struggles with the overall product because it's a lot of different things. Yeah, I mean, I can I can understand that. I still find myself drawn into it, um, and I, I find myself drawn to those those big spectacles. Um, I, I was I was again listening to interviews and um the the whole party scene after her lovely friends and I'm glad I mean like any friends in a musical they're used for like two scenes and then they're gone Ow. because the friend sidekicks are always barely used especially in the second act and um you know they do this whole dance sequence they go into the party and there actually was a completely different shot. It was, you know, like the camera was being handed off to different people going through different things. And it was supposed to end on Emma Stone singing in the bathroom. And they realized in the editing room that this doesn't work because we lose Mia. Like, we don't know where we're going. So they had to kind of reconfigure that whole thing so that you were still following Mia because they realized they lost the plot if they didn't have the lead be the focal point of the party scene, which... I mean, when you talk about it, that makes sense. You want to make sure your lead is there. But they had a really interesting and intricate shot planned that didn't involve her as much. And and I just I think it's so cool that they managed to fix it so that that scene still worked. I really enjoyed the party scene. I, I loved the I loved the girlfriends that ended up disappearing for most of the movie. But I thought they were lovely. It was nice that she had nice friends. Yeah, they were great. They were trying to like, help her. They yeah. were in and out. You know, I I feel like usually cat like women are catty in movies, especially a movie like this. So it was nice to see that they were all supportive. They're good friends. You know, For sure. And it's you know, I, I like that it starts off big and ends you know goes smaller. I, I like that switch because I think if this was all big production songs, I think it would have gotten old real quick. Like I like that it switched it up. Whether it did, you know, dream ballets, whether you like them or not, solos. Um, John Legend, shallow pop songs, whatever it is, uh, you know, I like that it switched up what it was doing. So it always, you know, always keeps you engaged. Well, can, it always kept me engaged. Always kept me on my toes, and not one note. Can we talk about the messengers for a second? Yeah, of sure. course. Okay, so I, I'm going to be honest. I would go see them in concert right now if I could. Absolutely, they were and, great. And you know, and I, I know part of the part of the the um. The mis the miscommunication between the two of them is, you know, um, and again, this is the this is the part that I love so much is, you know, Sebastian overhearing Mia talk to I, his her mom, mom, her mom about, yeah, and like no, but he's gonna get a club and, and he's looking He'll figure I love it out. the shot of the, <laughs> yeah. the the water stain on the ceiling and he's like this maybe this isn't the best for me so so 
he's trying to make some improvements and he's he's going to tour with the band because he, he you know without really discussing it with her he's going this is what she wants she wants me to do this and i can support and then and then she's doing the one woman show um and both things these things are happening but they're kind of happening on their own right so when Mia goes to see the band and like the, we get the spotlight on him and he starts and then like the the band kicks in and she's got this reaction of like no, this isn't it. I was, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't think I liked how that was written because I think the Mia that I'd seen prior to this would not have had that reaction. I, I, it felt weird. It felt like, it, it felt like she was like saying, and, and I know that he couldn't see it. So it was, it was, it was just for her, but I, the way that it was shot, it was just like, oh no, no, you can't be doing this. And I was like, I don't, she's way too supportive to, to, I, I think her reaction was supportive, though. I think her reaction was realizing that this was so far off his path. She didn't, after it, she didn't tell him to stop, right? She, I think that was supporting him because it was very different from what he was do, what he said he wanted to do. I, I I'm gonna have to agree with Adam on this one. I'm sorry, Joey. This no, is a good. beautiful film that I love. It's it's now in my Joey. Rotation. I'm just surprised as you. I'm just I'm just as surprised. <laughs> I, it's like honestly, this is in my rotation of if I'm in a bad mood, my husband will put this movie on for me because I I genuinely loved it. But that scene really bothered me. And while I feel like the fight was very realistic, especially in like. We all say shit to our spouses that we don't mean to and that we say in the moment. We're like, that actually wasn't true. And I was just being a total, total bitch. I'm so sorry. But anyways, back to this. Um, In that moment, I was like, as a performer, as a person who has gone to a million auditions only to to be so like horribly broken down by them. We all want that opportunity to have a steady income doing the thing that we love. And I'm sorry, but I don't think I, I don't feel like Mia would be like, wow, how dare you give up on your dream? She'd probably be like, you're you're living this dream right now. At least that's how I wanted to see it. Like you're living this dream now and this dream could lead to you opening your own club at some point. But as a performer, we don't get many opportunities to do that. We all go into this. I, I can't speak for Adam, but I assume that like we all go into it assuming we are going to make a living doing this. Like if you don't go into it thinking you're the best, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> but also to. it's not sustainable. And I, I just her not being supportive of him doing like actually having a steady job doing what he would like performing is is was hard for me i i found that one a little bit less believable but i also think she was going through some shit she was writing a one-woman show we don't do that unless we're desperate and I, you know i also think it goes back to when they first met john legend you know it's not like that was a good good meeting so i think that was just kind of all the culmination of it so that's why you know i like that but um well, but the the payoff though of of the of the fight of um because I think the bigger, I think for her, the betrayal is I didn't sign up for you to be gone all the time. Right. Like, Fair. Maybe, yes. maybe this maybe this music is different and it's not quite what you were preaching early on, but you're, st you're still at a piano. You're still doing jazz, right? You're making money. The, you have a car insurance what now. Is it, like, I record and go back out on tour and record and go back out on tour. I, like, I, I don't think she thought that was in the cards. And so that I, I, that is why the that, that scene, the fight scene is is my favorite scene of the movie because it's, it just it, it struck such a chord um 
I mean, well, that's not. I, I, here's the thing. I have plenty of negative things about to say about this movie, but I also have plenty of really positive things to say about this movie. And this scene is just really good. Yeah. Really good. And the line, um, maybe you liked me when I was on my ass because it made you feel better about yourself. And I was just like, oh, I just, I, it, oh my God, it just like, whew. You know, that whole, uh, because I, that, that had me just thinking, one of my favorite like quotes in, is, is the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And like that whole thing was that, like everybody was just trying to do the right thing and just net, the lack of communication just destroyed it and got to, but it brings us to an epic fight scene. So. Well, and I, I think we all say things that we don't mean in a fight and he was obviously incredibly hurt by what she was saying. So he wanted to hurt her as well. So he Hurting did. And then it just, yeah, it, it was, it was really tough to watch. I do have a question for both of you. What did he burn? Because oh it looked like a pile of magazines. <laughs> oh, I'm so, I, that's amazing that you had that too. Because I'm thinking, I get that he's cooked dinner for her. It's very sweet. Very nice that, you know, she came home and, they, and he, she, he wasn't expected and he made dinner. Like, there's like did he just did he not set a timer did he not smell the smoke coming from it the kitchen what so is so much smoke <laughs> maybe he's just that bad of a cook that every time he cooks it's that smoky i don't know <coughs> that's amazing yeah i don't know i i some odd layered cake something very well, flammable yeah like to be perfectly honest it's I mean, sometimes there are kitchen mishaps that happen. But at the same time, I'm so hyper aware of of things burning that as soon as I get the hint of it, I'm like, Neil, Neil, it's too, there's, if the oven's too hot, we have to take it out. I can't handle anything like that. So I'm like hyper aware of that. So I don't understand why anybody else wouldn't be. Yeah, but I don't think Um, he, because I am also uncomfortably aware, but I don't think that's how normal people are, Britt. I think most people let it go and trust it. Yeah, no, I I think, like, I do things like that, and I'm like, no, and that's why I like you and appreciate you so much, but, yes, <laughs> that is not the normal approach, normal approach to things is is function, and I mean, everything he made, yes. none of that looked good, and that's why I think, like, the whole meal, I was like, oh, no, it's good set design, because, oh. you know, at least it set it up that he was going to botch whatever was next. Oh. oh, maybe he was trying to make a souffle. A really, really big ass souffle. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've seen this movie many times, and I have no idea what that was supposed to be, except a fail on his part. <laughs> All right. So what, what do we, what do we think? Sebs or chicken on a stick? I mean, I'm Sebs the whole way with the musical note as the apostrophe. It's so tacky. Yeah. But I love it. <laughs> it's so tacky. Um, so I like chicken on a stick just because it does have like an actual meaning behind it. But you'd want food and Seb can't cook. No, but I mean, oh. he's not going to cook at his own club. He's going to get someone in to do it, right? Oh, no, I, you, I think it's a set. I think it's a setup for disappointment. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I really like either of the names, to be perfectly honest. Uh, that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. What about you, Adam? What which is your of, of the not great names? I I I mean, 
I, 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 it, it's, it's honestly, it would be Seb's, but I just love the idea of saying, hey, where are you going tonight? I'm going to fucking chicken on a stick. And just Hell being like, yeah. of course I'm going to fucking chicken on a stick tonight. I would go there in a second. See, I don't, I don't think I'd ever go to chicken on a stick. Go to chicken on a stick and watch the messengers play? Oh my God, yes. I don't know. I, Absolutely. While you're eating your chicken, because they would only do like the best fried chicken ever. Ugh. Yeah, but I don't, I, I feel like I'd never go to chicken and chicken on a stick. The name, <coughs> I couldn't get past it. It is a mouthful. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't flow right. Seb's isn't great, but I like Seb's and I like the way it looks like cocktails and dreams from the excellent cocktail, like stolen design. <laughs> I will say that Seb sounds like the dirtiest dive bar possible, and you go there because their happy hour, happy hour is like $1 well drinks. Wow. Wow. $1 well drinks at Seb's. Yeah, I'll see you there in 30 minutes. Right? Well, I went to—this is totally off topic. We can 100% cut it. But I went to uh, Las Vegas, and in Old Town, there was a place that did $1 uh, margaritas. $1 margaritas. One dollar margaritas. I was twenty. I stole my sister's ID. Oops. Nice. Sure, I'm sure it was great tequila. Just sugar tequila. It, the best tequila. I definitely didn't like burn my insides. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think of uh, John Legend's involvement in the film? I mean, he learned how to play guitar. Um, I. <laughs> I you know I think his acting wasn't great. Yeah, I you know. He did his role well. I think the scene where he's sitting with um, Sebastian talking about, like, you want to save jazz, but how are you going to do that when oh, in a bar? That's my, my, the, I mean, we don't necessarily do quotes, but I love the line, how are you ever going to be a revolutionary if you're such a traditionalist? I think that's such a, that's such a great line. Right. I love that scene. I love all the words said, but, I, you know, I don't know that he was necessarily the one to put it out there, <laughs> but. Fair. Yeah, but. I like John Legend. I think he was good. And if you're going to have, you know, a band that kind of big, I think you need someone to add add some, like, believability to it. And I think he's someone to do that. Totally. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I think when all the all the messenger stuff I, I thought was, was pretty good. Yeah, I, I like the I way they do I wasn't convinced by his acting, but I wasn't, like, upset with it either. I was like, yeah, it fits. It's fine. Yeah, because again... It's fine. I, Yeah. Right. That one scene with him and Sebastian I think is cool. Um, because of the word set. Could it have been delivered better? Does it? Yes. But does it hurt? I don't, like, I don't think it took away either. I think it's just like a middle ground of cool quotes. Yeah. So, so Britt, I, I have a question for you. Okay. I might, I might be, I might be asking you to dredge up some past trauma here. Oh God, how dare you? So, so I'm wondering at what age you were when somebody important to you didn't show up to a show. Or did everybody always show up? Because that was not um, my experience, bro. So I'm going to be perfectly honest here. I have always had people show up when I need them to be there. Um, I've never had that moment where somebody didn't show up, um, which is a, 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 an incredible thing that has happened in my life. I have single, like I have the most supportive family ever. I will say my husband and I have had many conversations because he's like, I will go to a show once and, and I will love it. And that's it. Where I'm the person that's like, I'll go to every show. I can't wait to see you. And there have been moments where I, I have felt unsupported because he went to one show and that was all he was going to go to. 
And I feel like he should have gone to more. But let's be real. He went to a show and he was absolutely there for me. I have been in the position where I have put on a show and was like, I don't know if I can pay people for this. And that killed me. Um, It was a show that I didn't expect to be putting on. And I ended up being able to pay my performers because it was a like a burlesque thing. But it was it was a, a that when she was like, I, I can't even pay for this space um, killed me. That killed me as a performer because I was like, you put yourself out there. You try so hard and you get nothing in return. And that is why being a performer sucks. But 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 I have I, I mean, shout out to my mom, my sister, my dad, my husband, my whole family, my friends, you've all been there for me and I love you. So woo woo. I, I haven't. So I'm so sorry. No, no, I, I'll just be the sad one on this end of the Zoom call. Um, but no, I, I, I just there's so many things about that scene that just ring that ring so true. And, and it's it's kind of it's funny. It's it plays in opposition to the the montage of kind of really awkward, bad uh, auditions at the beginning that, of course, I, you know, we all have our version of that where it's like, you want me to read what and do, uh, uh, okay, great. And you, you leave going, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> um, but the, but the, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, as you said earlier, Brett, putting all of her eggs in one basket and I didn't, and I, I think I always forget that it's not just a one woman show, but it's for one night only. One right. night. That's all she and, can afford the theater and for. Oh man. And it's just so crazy. And then it's. You know, and then and so, but yeah, the, like the the person not being there when you want them to, uh, Brett. I don't know if you've experienced the like during intermission or after a show, hearing people, whether it's about you or the show, it's I'll be like, that was fucking stupid, and you're like, you're just like, uh, yeah, ow, oh, absolutely. Oh, um, the uh, hey, it looked like you were having fun up there. That have you? That is the kiss of death. Um, no, for me, it's the um, it's when they go about when they start talking about the design first. They go that the the lights were those were those were really <laughs> cool lights in the show. And you're like, I oh, have, fuck. I have definitely been in shows where I've been with people, and afterward, we're like driving home or we're doing something, and they're like, "Okay, can we be honest with you?" And I'm like, "No, don't be honest with me. Just tell me I was fucking good. That's all I want." And they're like, "No, you were great, but let me tell you all the things that were wrong with the production." I'm like, "I know what's wrong with the production. God damn it, I'm in it. I can see it. Just tell me I'm good. Fuck." <laughs> My mom will never do that. My mom will tell me I'm good in everything. She loves every single show I've ever been in. She, she, my mom and my sister never have a bad thing to say about things. Even when I'm like, please don't come to this show. It's really bad. They'll go. I have to tell them you have to go one night a week. That's it. You can't go more than that. You know, Melissa's only ever listened to me once. And it was the first show we ever did together. It was the one she was like, please, God, do not come see this. Please don't come see it. <laughs> oh man! I mean, the, the, that scene when she puts all that into it and he's not there—it's it's just so devastating. That's just that empty theater. That empty theater must be so—I don't know—the ability to then it's follow through and finish. Yeah, devastating has to be. I mean, I've never experienced that. I've never put myself I out know. in that way, and I, I can't even imagine how just awful you must feel after that. I remember doing a show and it was um, it was actually a great show. Like we did a great job, but it, we were performing it at um, a big festival, um, which, Adam, you've gone to this festival. It's the the one that's at all the, the colleges and we all get together and do shows. 
And um, we were an invited showcase to the last one that I, or not the last one I ever went to. The last one I went to was a couple years later. But um, we did, had an invited showcase. It was a really cool show that we put together that we were really proud of. And the first show everybody showed up to, which was incredible. And we felt so good about ourselves. But it was at the same time in the evening at another show. And literally seven people were in our audience because everybody went to the other show, which ended up not being good, which made me happy. But we had to perform this really intense show about um, nuclear war. Oh, my God. I, I, I was yeah. there. I saw that show. Oh, my God. You saw that show. You saw me when I was like 21 then. Yeah, no, we had to we had to perform oh. this show about nuclear war to seven people. And we were like, okay, let's do it. Because everybody else went to the other show. Um, and it was really, that was so difficult. Because that's the type of show, it was a, a oh God, how do I explain it? It was a, it was kind of like a found piece where we all pieced, mealed it together. We created the scenes together. We worked on it for, you know, what, four months or something. Um, it was actually the show that my best friends got together. And they're still married to this day. And um, and yeah, performing that to seven people is fucking rough because how, how do you get into those emotional places? Right. Like how do you, you need that, that audience right. back at you. Yeah. But our problem was we saw that from the beginning and we knew we only had seven people. Whereas if like the lights came up and we just saw them out there, that would have been devastating. Well, and then just that, you know, I've I, I feel pretty fortunate that I've never had to necessarily ask the question or cross the path that when she goes it's over all of this I'm going home home it, it's just and, and it's what's what's great about the storytelling is that I absolutely believe her the way that she reacts to the crowd what they what she heard afterwards Sebastian not being there it's that moment of her the self-realization is just it's brutal and and I'm, I'm so I'm fortunate that I that I haven't had to cross that path uh, I have had a couple of students in my time as teachers be like, should I stop doing this? And I'm usually like, whoa, okay, where, like, where is this coming from? And they all have their reasons. And I'm like, first of all, you're way too young. Please don't make that decision now. But I go, but listen, if you like, if you give it a shot and you know, five years from now, you ask yourself the same question, maybe look at other things, but it's never like you have to just stop doing it. It can always be something that you're anyways, I just, it was crushing that that moment is crushing and i think it's actually that scene is the start of it where i start going emma stone is is really earning the oscar here and then obviously which is cemented when she does her um her audition later on i have um i have heard as as a person who has auditioned and and done many shows um and been (laughs) told many many things i have a few things in my mind that i'll never forget um and one of them is I was in a callback and I ended up getting the role, which fine, that's great. But somebody told me, you know, we had a really different idea in our head of, of this character, but you're probably you're doing a great job. And I was like, oh, thank you. And they're like, yeah, we were really hoping for someone hot. And when you walked in, we weren't expecting anything. But and I was like, cool. OK, th- thank you. And they're like, well, no, you're cute and all. But like we were looking for a model. And I was like. Thank, thank you. I'm glad my acting is is good. Awesome. Um, I also have been told like, oh, yeah, your voice is good, but you don't sound Broadway. So like, we're good. Like, you probably shouldn't keep singing, um, which is fine. I've been, <laughs> I've been told, like, 
a million times like, well, you're great on stage, but you know, you could try a little harder. And I'm like, okay, I'll try even harder next time for this this ensemble role. Thank you for seeing me for it. Um, it's you get told some of the most horrible things. Um, and and like one time I did an audition and I thought I fucking killed it. And the person went, wow, that was something. Oh, auditioning, auditioning just sounds like a nightmare. It's it sucks. It truly does. I fucking hate it. It's one of the reasons why I just don't do it anymore. And also, I don't have the time. Like, I, I don't want to dedicate the time to it. That's well, just. And, and what's great about the every once in a blue moon, you get to go to an audition where it's like, we know just just we just want to we just want to hear from you for a little bit. We just, just tell us a story. Tell us something about yourself. And and kind of bringing it back, you know, that was kind of how David Lynch auditioned people, obviously, yeah. was just sort of just wanting to talk to them and get to know them. And that that does exist. But unfortunately, there are so many other projects out there by not auteurs, by not by people who aren't really in it for the craft. They're just like they need to see everybody. And it's like, who fits in the suit? Yeah, that person. They're in it. Um, yep. So. uh and and you know people get people get auditions and notices and callbacks from the strangest shit the things that you thought nobody and so again the fact that somebody was at this one woman show and saw it and wants her to read like is it far fetched yes is it impossible no. no and that's what that's what we like that that like 15 20 minute stretch is when i'm just like the fish hook is in and i'm i'm being pulled i'm 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 you got me. You got me for this chunk of the movie. When Emma Stone is talking to Ryan Gosling, um, sorry, I get a little emotional about this because it's it's tough for me as a person who has, in in every sense of the word, given up on her dream. That's in quotations. I love my life. Like I, I absolutely sure. love my choices. But um, when she's talking to him about, like, maybe I'm not good enough and says it over and over and over again, I mean, that's something that we all have thought about. And that's something that I just kind of myself had to come to terms with uh, that, like, I'm I'm not willing to put myself into this position anymore of of like the depression of, of people telling me I'm not good enough. And do I think I'm great? Absolutely. Sure. Do I also feel like shit when I don't get something? Yes. And I don't want to live in that anymore. And her saying it over and over again and beginning to cry, I was like done. I was I, was, I knew I was just going to cry the rest of the movie because that was the most seen I have felt in a very long time in any like in any portrayal of a struggling actor, because that is what we think all the time. We are constantly told we're not good enough. And we're told so many times that it's in our head. It's ingrained in there. Um, I, like, I'm so self-deprecating because of that. Because I can't think that I, I can be good enough for something. It's... <laughs> if we're going to get real on this podcast, friends, you know. It's... It, that, the whole thing is... That, that whole scene was really tough. Yeah. I mean, it's an amazing scene. And then for her to drive all the way home and see all her awards and whatnot must have been even harder like i like i love how they set her room up well and and uh, what's so great about that too is y- the thing about uh, about acting at least from my perspective is that even you know it's like had she gotten that what is it dangerous minds meets the, OC? Whatever the fuck dangerous TV minds show. oc 
Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> like, let's say she gets that, right? Would she have been thrilled? Fucking absolutely she would have been thrilled. But then the the shit thing about this business is that you, you can't even necessarily even start working on the thing before you start going, what the fuck am I going to do afterwards? Yeah. What comes after that? And it, it and it, it's just such a cycle where you, it's like you, unless you're in like that 0.1% of people who are, you don't, you, you got gigs. You're, yep. just, you're, 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 you're good for the rest of your life. You're always constantly wondering if you're going to have anything after the next. So thing. you're just and never it's, comfortable it's, in this. Yeah. Ugh. And you do have to also make choices about your own life and choices about what you want to do, how, how you want to prioritize things. So um, before I like was with my husband, I was positive that I was going to end up going to L.A. and doing that whole thing because I was going to fucking make it because they all were. We all are going to make it. Right. Um, and I made choices specifically to that that brought me back to Seattle which was great. I love Seattle. There's a, there's a fine theater scene here. I was able to keep doing things. But I also was not willing to go to the theater bars every night to be that person out with everyone to keep my face out there, which is what you have to do. That's just not my priority. My priority is with my life and with my family and with my husband. And I'm okay with doing that. And he actually doesn't act anymore. He was a, a wonderful actor who did lots of stuff. And he was in a show years and years ago with a, a, a lot of like actors who were working consistently. And I told him one night, you should go out to the bars with them, like go and see what's what's happening. And he came home and he was really upset because they all were talking about how if it came between staying like with the people that they loved or taking a show, they'd go for that show no matter what. And he was like, I'm not willing to give up my life with you to go follow this. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not either. Like, we're, we're, our priorities are completely different. And that was the point where I realized, like, oh, I'm not in this. I'm, I'm in this for fun. I'm not in this for to actually make a living because I'm not willing to give up the things that I've already built in my life. And I do think that is a, a choice that people have to make. And I think that was articulated very well in this movie. Like, they both make choices for their dreams that are not each other. Yeah, they decide, you know, passion versus relationships. And I can't even imagine that having to choose that. And I do, I think it's so great that they, that this, that this, this, that doesn't, it's not a fairy tale ending, right? You know, we, it's, oh, yeah. you know, they, they were, they had their passionate, I, you know, that's kind of indeterminate how long they're in a relationship, but, you know, they've got that. It seems that like less than time. a year. Yeah, a couple months. And but it, you know it was it was what it was and it was special and um, again what makes that moment where I, I feel like I'm skipping over stuff I'm not intentionally trying to do that no, of when, when she steps when she steps into Seb's and sees oh, him man. and he sees her it's so great and actually my my so my I said my favorite scene was the fight I don't think that's true it could also be the audition song but I'm not sure but my favorite shot actually is when he starts so he starts playing the the music and it's very slow. And the camera, so it's on steady cam, but it's, it's kind of got this drifting, mythical kind of dreamlike quality. And then when the the lights like fade the and it goes into to true blue, <laughs> when it goes into true blue spotlight, and it kind of like it shifts worlds. It's, it's just it's uh, I just love that shot. That just it's so it's so good. That's a fantastic I, shot. Yeah. 
If we're talking about favorite shots, my favorite shot is um, when the stuntman jumps off the roof into the pool. I just thought it was really cool. So I just it was all I could feel about I is how uncomfortable was like, oh that was. Like getting out of that water must have felt just so heavy. Well, and Neil was like, that was probably the easiest thing that stuntman has ever had to do. And I was like, I know, but you always know not to jump in a pool if it's too, like, shallow. So I went back to my childhood days and I was just super excited about that. My my favorite scene is the last scene when they just, them with, you know, they each just sharing the look, the knowing look and the nod and going their own ways. That's my favorite shot of the movie. Oh, oh it's so good. I mean, my favorite scene is the dream ballets. <laughs> I love them. Adam hates them, but I just love them. When he honestly, the, the, when I was rewatching it and they're in the, what is it, the observatory? Yeah, Griffith's um, observatory. Yeah. And, and so when, when it, I, I'm already a little like, I'm, 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 I'm reaching for my phone. I'm seeing what's going on in the world. And then when he lifts her up into the thing, I'm like, I'm full blown, like, okay, just, Get me when they start talking again. I'll I'll check oh, back in. Oh my god, Adam, that was my second choice for favorite shot. I <laughs> loved it so much. It like unleashed this wonder in me as they floated up into the stars. Ugh, cynical. You're just so cynical. Listen, we are who we are. That's true. I don't know That's what true. Else to say right. <laughs> I just. It's not even that I. This movie makes me mad because, like, I there are parts I fucking love about this movie, and other parts I'm just like, eh. <laughs> I basically loved it the whole way through. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. Yeah, me too. But uh, it's, it's not a perfect film. No, it isn't. I think it's it's you know <clears throat> the imperfections work thing. though. But I think we could all agree that the audition scene is fantastic, right? Oh my god, the audition scene. It's no, okay. Singing a song when you are emotional is incredibly difficult. I went to an intensive one time where they were talking about how when you're singing, you know, like you want to be on the brink of crying, but you don't want to actually cry because it'll make the audience cry. And they're lying. Like, yes, that'll make the audience cry, whatever. But you don't want to cry while you're singing because you can't cry while you're singing. I have done it. It is because I was so overblown with emotion. I started crying and my voice cracked and you can't actually sing. Um, it just is impossible. It's, it's impossible. You but, can tell that to Jennifer Hudson. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Jennifer Hudson is a step above everybody so i'm not gonna even put myself in the same like room as her she's just in the stratosphere and i'm here on earth she's up Uh, where that dance happened that's she is up where the dance oh my god if she had shown up to do (laughs) just like an incredible practicing songs while they're dancing around in the stars (laughs) that that would just blow my mind that would have taken me out of it that would not have been as effective for me. I'll, oh, I'll tell you I would have been much. so into it. What are you talking about? <laughs> and nothing against Jennifer Hudson. She was just on Dancing with the Stars. She was great. But um, And then we jumped five years. Okay, I have some issues with that. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Because you wanted the She's... movie to be longer? Because I would yes, have been okay with it being longer. I did want the movie to be longer. My biggest issue is she managed to become like a, a, a star, like a, a star celebrity get married, have a child in the middle of that, and st- all in five years, that seems like a very quick timeline. Once things happen, she, like, you know, she just sped it up. What, the kid was probably, like, two? Less than two? I mean, I don't have a kid, so I have no idea. But it just seemed... 
if I don't know if I married if I married the drummer from that thing you do, I'd probably want to have a kid pretty quick. But also that would mean that she'd have to stall her career, which is one of the biggest issues that like act actors come up come upon. There are many there are actors that are having surrogates because they don't want to stall their career in Hollywood, which I think is really fucked up that you can't take time off to have children. This is actually something that people have talked about many times in in like the theater world and the acting world. You you don't stop to have kids because if you do, you can't continue to work. And you know that it's that hustle culture. We're always looking for that next job. So that show in Paris, that movie in Paris, must have been so good that it didn't matter that she she had a kid. You know, I I, there, I that's that's kind of what it sounds like in my head is like whatever that film was, or and maybe the follow up project was just like, wow, Chef's yeah. Kiss. We'll we'll put something on hold for you because it's she's writing her own ticket now. Then we're in Sebs, and then we get the. I don't even know what to call it. The the redo memory homage scene, which I love because it's all different decisions. Singing in the rain, Broadway melody, sucks. American in Paris. It's it's my favorite scene of the whole thing. It makes me cry. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Uh, the part where, um, you know, it's going fast, but when John Legend walks up to the table and he just waves them off. <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> my, my favorite my favorite moment about that is that it's not just that he gets shrugs off. You can see John Legend's kind of in the back and like, I guess I'm going to dance yep, now. He just goes yeah, yeah, that's great. so it's, good. He's making amazing. the most of his he's day. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was great. It was great. So I love uh, that whole probably thing. Shock, it'll shock neither of you two to know that I don't like that. Yeah, no, not that, a, that moment. What? Yeah, no, I'm not. Crazy. So, yeah. You haven't been making like faces every time we bring it up this whole time. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Was it, it too good? It was too good. Adam just didn't was, like that it was so it was good. Too, I think it was too long. No. I think it was agree. too long. I don't I, I don't I don't like it. <laughs> Did okay. Wait, hold, now is this is this what leads into uh the montage of up? Is this where it goes? It actually starts here and then it gets to them when they're older and then and then that's that's what continues on. Is this really just a prequel to up? Up is the most that is the most manipulative manipulative montage that has ever existed i sobbed in front of my husband's family before we even like i even knew them very well because up was on brit that sounds like a real you problem you Uh, know what it is i do cry a lot like during (laughs) everything so i didn't cry during severance but you know well uh, that's fair no I, i listen and again it's not that it isn't well shot well choreographed well produced i i just the it, all of this, all of that storytelling is what worked the least for me. And, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. Did, so, I don't know what to say. you know, there's the part, there's like the, the American Paris style set. Then there's like the revision, revision of history stuff. Did both not work for you? Did you like one over the other in that piece? Uh, well, and that's, I, I think maybe if they committed to one, maybe I would have liked it more, but like, we've got, we've got these, yeah, the, the American in Paris Broadway musical homage, but then we get like grainy home video footage stuff, and it's just like it's I don't know. Pick a lane, man. I don't. I, you I, know I, what? Okay. I think it was nice in the sense that you can end up with many people in the world and be perfectly happy, but you just happen to end up with the person that you're with now, right? So they probably it was nice to to see that articulated on the screen, you know. Um, 
had I not gone to New Mexico, I would have never met Neil and I would be with somebody else and I'd probably be having a really lovely, happy life. But I'm glad that in whatever universe we're in now, it's the universe that I ended up with him. So it was kind of nice to be able to see like, oh, these two people, they had this relationship. They could have been very happy together. They are now on completely separate paths and they're they're both happy with where they're at and nothing is going to happen between them. But it's nice to acknowledge the fact that we can end up with different people and still be very happy. We just happen to end up with the people with who we're with now and we're very happy. That's what I thought was nice because I don't think that's something that's acknowledged very often. I don't think they were saying like we're soulmates or anything like that. I think they were just allowing this to be and then letting it go. Decisions matter, oh. right? Like the things we do and small, meaningless decisions you know, do I stay for this stupid photo shoot that I mistimed or not? Like, everything matters. That photo yes. shoot, the key tie. And and I, I totally agree I, that that you know, the, the what could have... And, and, like, really, when you think about, I, you know, what what is he playing the piano for f- five to eight minutes there? And, like, that's about as long as that, 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 that montage is. Like, and you really think about if you just, like, had five to eight minutes of silence how far and wide your thoughts could go. Like it's not the, for me, it's not the, it's not the, the, um, the what ifs that they're going through in that moment that bugged me. I, that, that like the, the fact that that's what they're thinking, of course, that's what they're thinking. They haven't seen each other in five years. Like I totally buy it for me. It's, it's the storytelling of it. And it's, and, and it's the aesthetic of the, the floating up, it's the aesthetic. I mean, it's just it's just what didn't work for me, which is a bummer because their story is something that I was invested in. So for me, it's just it's it's the it's I've got the I've got puzzle pieces, but I can't make them fit. That's kind of kind of how I feel. Right. And some of those puzzle pieces are really nice to look at and I really <laughs> like them. But then I I try to put it to the one next to it. And it's like, ah, that fucking piece doesn't fit. And I'm like, <laughs> What am I going to do with these two things? Ah, I don't really know. Sometimes I just I don't even know I'm gonna go on like a weird metaphor and then like I'm 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 already pot committed to the the puzzle I'm thing so, so I just into gotta puzzles keep going now. with it. Can we Listen, just keep puzzles going? Now anytime we don't like something, we got to talk about the puzzle pieces. Oh shit! Uh, maybe but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but that is my favorite scene of the movie and my favorite shot. Like I said, is the final shot of them. You know their looks back and forth, the nod, the smile, going their own way. I. I fucking love the ending of this movie so very much. But yes, yeah. that's my favorite it's, shot and favorite it's scene. Movie, it's a movie that sticks the ending, in my opinion, um, where so many movies don't nowadays. Um, I mean, if you look at the Batman from 2022, all of a sudden it's just like, oh, and I guess we're ending. Okay. All right, let's go there. Um, Avatar, the the newest Avatar, I feel the same way about. <laughs> oh, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really oh, start. It just kind of happens. Um it chapter two could not land the ending. I mean, it, it endings are difficult. It just they they just are. And I feel like this movie actually gave us one. And I appreciated that. And it was one that a lot of people didn't like. And I was like, no, if they had ended up together, that would have actually been going against what this movie is trying to tell you, which is to follow your dreams. And honestly, to follow your dreams, you can't always get everything you want. If this would have turned like a happy ending, I think it would have kind of bastardized the rest. Yeah. Like it needed, totally it, it needed to be a bummer, and that's okay. I don't. I actually don't see it as a bummer, though. I see it as a they went their separate ways. They and made their okay choices. Sometimes right. you don't end up together. Sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with it. Doesn't mean it's not a bummer, though. Like they made their choices. They're both clearly happy with their choices. 
and that's okay, and that's good. But see, I just, I guess I don't see it as a bummer that they didn't end up together, because you can be perfectly happy with someone and still end up with someone else, and that's okay. Of course. Well, I wonder, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm splitting hairs here and playing devil's advocate. I think it's a bummer for us, right? Like, like we want to see Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone together because they're so goddamn charming together. But I think from, obviously from their points of view, that's why that last look I think registers so well as like, I see you and I see you too. And then we could just bah, go. go on. I just love um, it. I, oh, I do like sad things though. So I think it's just because it's sad that I like it so much. So I do have a question for both of you. I saw this come up a lot and I, I don't fault, like I think it's very, I think it's a, a really interesting thing that should be acknowledged about the movie. Um, so this whole movie is about jazz. There, there, well, not the whole movie, but there's a, there's a whole bunch about jazz. And we have um, a white man who's telling us all about jazz, but they don't really bring in the cultural significance of jazz to the black community <laughs> or the fact that jazz was came out of the black community at all and they kind of just like completely erase any racial issues from this movie whatsoever and that's something that I've seen be brought up as a detriment to the film and I know that um like Damien Chazelle has talked about how oh this movie could have worked with anybody of any race and it's like great but you still chose two white people to be the leads of this for a nostalgia movie about 19 like 1930s and 40s musicals which were predominantly white um so i i do think that that's a fair criticism of the film that they chose not to, that everything's kind of surface level in that regard that they chose not to discuss racial issues that were happening at the time and how it might not be as nostalgic for people who didn't have as many rights in the 1940s as as a white couple might have my and maybe this is just because of where I am in the in the world of movie stuff right now. I would say anybody who feels that way about La La Land, watch Elvis. And if you want to watch a movie oh. about uh, what what people could do about how white people handled uh, black culture, probably not gonna like that movie a whole hell of a lot. I sure um, didn't. <laughs> don't compare uh, these but- two. Elvis sucks. <laughs> Joey's offended. Uh, both have music. Both are up for best picture. I- both I don't know I really that's about where it stops um (laughs) fair (laughs) um but I just I don't I mean I I do think it's a fair criticism for the the Sebastian character um but like I I I don't know I I'm I'm certainly not going to begrudge anybody who thinks that way but there's a I think sometimes when we when we start asking questions like that all the time it's like does it negate what was put on screen? It like doesn't. Like, and it's, it, it gets and it's, it's that I don't even know how to how to describe it really. It's it's just it's that tricky slippery slope territory where it's like if you say the wrong thing, it all of a sudden now like you you, you know you're saying like well well I, I like La La Land. Oh, so then you you have a you think it's okay that white people took took over jazz? I'm like, is that what the movie's saying? I don't really know what the movie's saying. I just like the movie, so I I don't know. I I I, I don't know. And that's kind pass. of that's kind of where I'm at. I pass. And I also, I don't know. It's one guy's obsession and passion, right? His heroes are a hundred yeah. years old. It's, it's listen. It's a valid criticism. I'm not going to say it's not. Right. I also don't I just, need every movie to be a history lesson. I do love. I do love the reverence he pay. I mean, 
Right, for he what, loves for what it. It's worth. I love the way he talks about it. It it made me it made me want to know more about jazz. Yeah, I did research on all the names he was saying. I kept writing it down because I didn't know any of them. <laughs> like I don't I don't have any knowledge of it. So I learned from him, right? So <clears throat> You know, I just wanted to make sure that we acknowledged sure, that criticism because I think it's a super valid one, um especially because like the director has even said that it's not about race and that anybody could be in the role. And it's like, great, if anybody could have been in the role, you could have cast other people in the roles. You know, like you made the choice to cast two white leads. It's just how it goes. Um, you know, it was just and it was it was an interesting thing. There was actually um, let me see if I can find the specific. There was a really great article that I um, read. Oh, I had it in here and now I can't find it. It's. It's fine. It doesn't matter. But he was basically talking about how, like, as a black man, he would have liked to see that more reflected in the film and that he would continue to go back to the movie. He would continue to rewatch it because it's charming. It's lovely. It's it's um, the musical numbers are great. But he was always going to have that. What if like what if you had done this with the story and what what could have been there and what could have been said with it? So I think that's an interesting take on it. I think I think an unfortunate truth is that regardless of, of how you could do it. And I think what's playing in my mind is like, let's say you have Emma Stone in there, but let's say you have, I don't know, Jonathan Majors or Michael B. Jordan playing yeah. it. You're going to have people instantly go, oh, that's an interracial couple. And it's like, so what the, f- what? So yeah, so yeah, it is. Yeah. And then it's, shit, yeah. it's like, you've got, right. you. It, what's, uh, okay, I'm trying to, uh, valid, uh, God, words. What you brought up, valid criticism, and it's and it's and it's not even like a preachy one, right? If you yeah. do it the other way, you've got people coming out of the woodworks who probably won't even see the movie, be like, "I have a problem with that." Yeah. Just yelling like, woke yeah. for do no reason. Really, do you really? Do you really? Exactly. Yeah. So it's this, it, and that's another thing about this movie, and it doesn't really go into it, but like, it's just a, sh- it's just kind of a shitty industry. I mean, it's really, such a <laughs> shitty industry. Yeah. Well, that's one of Ryan Gosling's great lines, right? They worship everything and they value nothing, right? It's and I think yeah. that's what like uh, his, his like um, partner said to him. You know, talking yeah, about Mendes, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to call her Eva Green. I was like, that's not it. It's Eva Mendez. <laughs> it's uh, not not the other. Yeah, Listen, uh, I think it's a tough thing, but I learn more about jazz than watching one super passionate character than I have otherwise. So I love jazz. I sing jazz is my favorite thing to sing. It's just incredible. And I don't know. It was nice. I liked it. I, I also think that it was kind of just a surface level movie and that's okay. Like, Listen, if he was disrespectful to, to jazz or trying to like... He was just trying to let everybody know the history of it. He wasn't trying to make it his own thing. So, but yeah, what is it? What is the place? Is Samba and and uh, tapas. What, what Samba it? and tapas. The tapas bar. <laughs> right. Samba and tapas. I do love tapas. So. What is it? What does he say? It's like so. And so, I guess the jokes on history. Oh god, it was, <laughs> oh, that was great. That's a good moment. That's a good moment. Yeah, that 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 whole that whole walk and talk through the through how the 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 set is fantastic. Yeah. It also made me cry. Big surprise. Every freaking thing made me cry. Ugh. Ugh. My goodness. All right. So I did my scene shot quote. Brett, what's your unsung hero? The ensemble. Because nobody cares about the ensemble usually. And I, as a as a chorus girl who elevates the ensemble, um, I, I, like... The the ensemble is incredible. They their dance numbers were so good. Um, they learned so much 
for <laughs> one to two seconds on screen, and I was blown away by it. So give it up for the ensemble every freaking time. You you elevated the movie ensemble. They were awesome. I agree. Um, Adam, you're an unsung hero. I was I was jokingly going to say the messengers. Um, <laughs> the messengers uh, were great though. They, no, they I know I know. Um, but I'm you know I was and because this movie actually had a lot of a lot of people were sung quite a bit. Um, so I'm going to go with somebody who didn't win an Oscar, but I'm going to go with Tom Cross, who was the editor. Um, so good. Uh, because as much as I don't necessarily like the storytelling of the montages, I think they're they're cut together really well. As as I actually think most of the movie is edited. Uh, really well. I think it lost that to Hacksaw Ridge that year. Yeah, um, that's a tough loss. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, I'm gonna go with Tom Cross, editor for the for La La Land. Awesome. So mine, I um, you know, we talk so much about the music and everything. I went with the cinematography. It's really good. The 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 camera does so many different things. There's long shots. There's quick shots. There's a lot of movement. Um, I just I had a lot of fun with the camera work. I know it won this year, but I feel like the music is always what kind of gets brought out of this. And the, the cinematography, I think, is just fantastic in this. I love what the camera did and always kind of kept you on your toes. And some of those long shots were crazy. And it also paid homage to, like, you know, the old Cary Grant musicals that really did bring these shots into existence because he was one of the pioneers that wanted to show that movies could do so much more with a musical than just show you straight on what was happening. And he helped bring in those beautiful camera shots and those angles. And oh, I do love a good old Hollywood musical. I can't help myself. Give me all those singing in the rain music moments anytime. Okay, here's a here's a question. What's your favorite musical, both of you, if you have one? Are we talking movie musical? We can do both if you'd like. We can do stage musical and movie musical. I mean, I, I, it, I'd be hard pressed to not say Singing in the Rain in terms of, of, of on film. Um, and I think my favorite stage musical, I, I, I would have, I'm cheating. I would go with two. I, one would be Company, which is a Sondheim musical, which I it would be the more known, but I love the last five years. Um, oh, it's gorgeous. Which is a um, uh, Jason Robert Brown musical about a relationship being told forwards and backwards from different perspectives. It's it's just I just love it. I just love it to pieces. Um, so there you go. Those are mine. Those are my answers. I mean, mine's Singing in the Rain movie. Um, I have very little theater at once, but uh, Book of Mormon. I love. It's fun. fucking hysterical. Yeah. My it's God. so funny. Yeah, I love that. So that's fine. Yeah, but singing in the rain. Um, I'm going to go with a controversial choice here, but I can't help myself. I fucking love the movie Oklahoma and so many people hate it and that's fine. But my but my my bestie Olivia and I will sing it anytime. We love Oklahoma. Um, when we go to karaoke together, we do Surrey with a fringe on top every time. <laughs> Um, so I, I do, I do love it. It came from a time when I was younger and we watched a lot of musicals and that was great. That and West Side Story. I watched a ton when I was younger. Loved it. Um, you're not allowed to tell Melissa I didn't pick West Side Story because she'll <laughs> stab me in the throat. Oh my God. I'm going to tell her as soon as I get off this call. Don't worry. Um, and then I think, uh, so I'm going to go with a really, like, I love eighties musicals. Um, they are my favorite 
I have seen Phantom of the Opera so many times because Ugh. I fucking love it. I don't care, Adam. I love it. It is a spectacle and it's great. But my favorite musical is Les Mis. I'm I'm one of those basic bitches. I fucking love Les Mis. It spoke to me at a time when I didn't realize I needed it. And it's just, it's killer. Actually, the first fight my husband and I ever got in was over Les Mis the Musical during a trailer when he said, there's no way they can sing. Like, they, they didn't use the actual vocals. And I got so mad at him. We didn't watch the movie for years. And then I turned to him and I was like, so it was bad. Um, You were right. And he was like, so I won that fight. And I was like, you did five years ago. You won that fight. So One day more. Another day, another destiny. It's never-ending road to Calvary. Yep, yep. Um, I love, I love Les Mis. Joey, do you want to jump in and finish the line? <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. These men who seem to know my no, friend. Surely, surely come, come a second, a second time. time. One, yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, I have nothing to add to that. That's okay. Sorry, guys. I feel, you know. I just, I just had to ask what our favorite musicals were. If we're talking about a musical that's just an homage to old musicals. Yeah, no, it's a good question. Because I was thinking about, you know, musicals, and I was thinking where South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut fits in my favorite musicals. You could absolutely, yeah, go for it. No, it's up there. It's not my favorite. Singing in the Rain is definitely it, but it's, it's, it, it's, it's there. It's definitely, I mean, I, I would probably, without being able to look at anything right off the top of my head, would say that the South Park movie is probably the best movie musical of the last 30 years. Um that's I, I think it's I think it's incredibly funny uh, and and awkwardly poignant at times. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I love that very I'm much. I'm not so. sure if I'd agree with that, but that's OK. We don't have to agree on everything, as we found in this podcast from well, the very that's, first episode. I was going to say, that's, that's what's happening now. We're all agreeing. Oh, yeah. Now, Brit. <laughs> One last question. Does this movie belong in the book? 1,001 movies to see before you die. Brit. So I came into this going, I really, really, really love this movie, but I'm not sure it deserves to be in this book. Like, should it be in the book? And I've come to the conclusion that, yeah, I'm going to go with it. Like on the caveat that maybe another musical movie musical will come up that I will think, okay, this should replace La La Land. But I haven't found a recent movie musical that has hit the spot in the way that La La Land has. And I think it did prove that you can still do a musical and make it relevant and make it hit with people. So I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to let it stay for now. I'm going to vote yes on La La Land. This is absolutely one of my go-to movies, like if I want to feel better or if I need a good cry. Let's be real. Beautiful. All right. Good answer. Adam, with a less good answer. Are you just going to cut Adam's answer out? Are we just going to, like, cut it there? No, no, no. I respect bad answers. Um, so uh, here's the thing. And, and I came to a, a really interesting conclusion with it. So I, not only do I, am I going to say no, but I also think it's I, I think it's my least favorite Chazelle movie. And and I, because because I think Babylon does better is that it, it really puts me into the world. It's not paying homage. It actually is kind of its own thing, right? I know we get the montage at the end of Babylon and you could say whatever you want to about that, but like Babylon whiplash and first man 
all suck me in more and keep me in more. And and again, there are things I love about La La Land, and I, I hopefully I, I I've, I've sung those praises high because there are there are really strong parts of the movie. Um, I don't think it's totally cohesive. Um, I don't think everybody is as phenomenal in it as they could be. And it's one of those things where, you know, talking about the book and if I want Chazelle to be represented, I, I got to It has to be whiplash for me. It has to be. And I realize that you could, well, well, he could have two in the book and maybe he can. Uh, but right now he only has one and it's, it's La La Land. And um, Ian, when we did our Birdman episode, said that it should Birdman should not be in the book and he replaced it with Whiplash. Uh so I have not replaced anything with Whiplash yet, but I will be replacing La La Land with Whiplash. That is my my ultimate answer. That's fair. Whiplash is great and it should be in the book too. Yeah. Whiplash definitely should be in the book. Um so you know the least surprising tiebreaker ever here. Yeah, I'm saying this book movie <laughs> should <laughs> For context, this, you know, when when I did my Best Picture Cast Top 10 Movies of Favorite Movies of All Time, this was in there. So, yeah. I love it. I think this belongs in the book, like, three times. I'm willing to take out two other movies to just have this in a few different times. Get Carter. We can take Get Carter out, too. I'm just going to, that's just going to be my new gimmick. Everything I take out, I'm just going to add La La Land. It's the least interesting gimmick in all of podcasting. But. (laughs) Okay. So, question then: If La La Land is in the book three times, um, <coughs> twice or three times, does that mean we have to do two more episodes on La La Land? Because I'm fine with that. We didn't even talk about the audition in this one, so the like... re La La Land and the re La La Landing. Yes, <laughs> I cannot <laughs> la, 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 wait. La, la. Yeah. yeah, but yes, yeah. La 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 so, Land. But yeah, so sorry, listeners, I couldn't make that in a tensing, tension-filled tiebreaker because I think I showed my hand three weeks ago. I. But I will say, I will say, I'm I'm really glad. Like, about halfway through our lighthouse episode, I was sitting here going like, "Ah, fuck me." But like this one, I was like, you know what? I know I already kind of knew where I was gonna be, and I was I was more I I was I felt good about this one. I'm okay with where I am. I'm right glad now. you were so <laughs> not into the lighthouse, and I felt so bad because Joey and I were so gung ho about it. Well. And you were you're both pretty gung-ho about this as well, but I don't know. I just I think I just knew I was more comfortable with my takes and my feelings and I don't know. Well and also you weren't um jet lagged. Right. You didn't just that, get well, back from it. Right. So there's that too. So oh man. So I'm very sad to say this, but I think we are done <laughs> with La La Land. It like breaks my heart. Aww. I and, listen, I've been pushing in best picture world best picture cast world to have a solo la la land episode attached to the eventual moonlight episode so you know getting to do this has been very meaningful to me and i very much appreciate you two indulging me and coming along here because this has been awesome and i really you know it's such a great love this movie thank you for bringing it into my life i i'm I, this is going to sound like a dig and it's not, but it, I was actually thrilled. I get to, I got to like go down some Chazelle paths and also re revisit some of the movies from, from 2016 that I hadn't seen in a like in a while. Cause I, I hadn't seen moonlight or hell or high water since they came out. And I watched both of those spoiler alert. I like those movies a lot better than this one, but it was also just like, God, man, I just, the I, 2016 was, was pretty good year for, for movies. Yeah. Yeah, sneaky good year because you never think about it when you think of things. Like the 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 Oscars controversy almost kind of overrides the year. It was a good year. That La La Land should have won, but that is the last word on La La Land, and I am taking it. 
Now, next time, we're going completely different road. We will be talking about Seven Samurai. Very much looking forward to this change. And I... Britt looks very excited to say something about Seven Samurai. Oh, I've just had my recommendation for this specific episode since the beginning. So I can't wait to talk about my recommend. Perfect. So... I, I'm not there. I'm not yeah. there yet. Me neither. Oh, I'm 100% there. I'm, <laughs> I actually watched it very recently. So I think I already told Joey what it is, but that's okay. We talked about it on the, the yes. Tiffany the Doll episode. Right, you did. Yes. Oh, the Tiffany the Doll worst picture cast. Please go listen to that. <laughs> Oof. That movie is... Uh... It, it it is it is it a, is it a movie or is it just found cell phone footage? Like, do we really know what it is? Nope, I feel nobody like knows. We actually had a very nuanced conversation about that that movie. More nuanced than I expected. More nuanced than it deserves. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but that's the fun of what we do. So please follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at a thousand and one by one. Interact. Let us know what you think. Let us know why La La Land is amazing. Let us know why everything else. Whatever you think. Let us know why Adam is wrong. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. We love. We him. accept him, even though he's wrong. We we accept all all opinions here, right and wrong. And that's okay. So, I am Joey Rogan. I'm Adam St. John. And I am Britt Reinhold Thompson. Thank you.